Um, well, I guess that first thing I should say is welcome to the when I when I realized you were racist podcast. The name was when I realized I was racist, but it was changed. Yes. Yeah. But now it's when I realized you were racist. Yeah, that's more accurate. I'm Michael. I'm Matthew. I'm Sam. Yeah. Um. So we're talking about music right now, right? Yeah. Um. What do you want to start? Well, I want to start off with saying that mm-hmm. anyone that listens to Nickelback, I fucking hate. That's that's the my only dad, thing. My dad listens to Nickelback. Your dad? Unironically, too. He'll put it on. Yeah. Come on. I, I seen someone on Facebook the other day put, I don't care what you say, Nickelback won all these awards and were top charts. And I was like, man, you're a douchebag. I mean, <laughs> think about it, really, Nickelback. Is there any musical talent of that? And they're Canadian. I mean, um, I, I like some Canadian musicians. Presidents of the United States of America. The I only... feel like they lean too hard on what other bands did. They're not original in themselves. They're more of a diluted version of the genre that they portray. They're a perfect or example of era. when music went from being an art to a job. Yeah. Per se. They got a new guitarist because he was better than the other one. Whereas, yeah. like, Kurt Cobain sucked at singing, but they're an amazing band. Because like, I've always said music is like a, a spectrum. And the talent of musicians is on a spectrum because just because you're faster uh, doesn't mean you're a better guitarist. Like uh, Michelangelo Balto, who's probably one of the fastest guitars in, guitars in the world right now, has no melody. He yeah. can play two guitars at once by tapping, going up and down the neck. I think it's up probably about 400 beats per minute. Um, but he is terrible at rhythm. He does not hold a candle to someone like Jimi Hendrix, who may maybe nowhere near as fast. Well, wasn't he like more SFX or no? What is it considered? Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, it's it's more bluesy rock, I guess. Okay. Or like like maybe like BB King, Vaughan. But he wasn't really that bluesy. Not that bluesy. Yeah. <laughs> he was more inspired by like uh, what was his name? Uh, not. Uh, oh. It's hard to be inspired. Uh, Jimi Hendrix had, was, uh, it was actually in Bill and Ted's, actually, thing. Um, uh, he played trumpet, uh, yeah. not King Cole or whatever, or yeah. something, or Nathan, his name is Nathan or something. But I remember I had a record, and it was like Blue or something like that, and he had a trumpet. And when I seen Bill and Ted, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, but, Thanks, like man. you're saying, that. It isn't. Just because you're better at one thing than another musician doesn't mean you're the better musician. It's more like what. You want the, what you want to feel from that musician, yeah. like the um, story behind it. Dave Mustaine, terrible singer, uh, not terrible, terrible, but I feel like anyone could reach his level with uh, singing lessons. Yeah. He's not really yeah, up an there. Av- yeah, an average person. Like an average mm-hmm. person could sing as well as Dave Mustaine, mm-hmm. because he's not that great of a singer. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he's at his full potential, but he. Definitely didn't go anywhere with his voice, but his voice portrays what he, his band, what he wanted for his band. It's that grittiness and that it's not really upbeat. It's that dark and gritty voice of his that really puts Megadeth out there. They're not like Metallica or like a Slayer. A, a signature. It's sound. a signature sound. Yeah, kind of like it's. Um... Janis Joplin or something, you know, how she just like the, that, um. Yeah, like Dio. I, Dio has that Dio. very. He's a singer, just, though, whereas, like. David Shane's more of a guitarist. He, he, he's and like, a, uh, 
the storyteller. Yeah. Because I always thought like heavy metal and all that stuff tells more of a story, mm-hmm. whereas like I was saying, like rock is like one little story repeated. You know. Well, that goes with the the genre. If we're talking about hair metal, uh, AK hair bands, they're all singing the exact same thing. Um, <laughs> um, hair metals will portray one thing, and that is what the youth want. It's the experience. It's the experience of being young. Yeah. It's that wanting to have wild sex. It's wanting to just yeah, have endless do parties, drugs. do drugs. It's the it's the wildness of the youth. That is what hair metal portrays. It's not. A lot of people just like to say they represent. Drug, sex and rock and roll, but it's not. It's more than that. It's more. It's more like a the wildness and the untainedness and the hopes of the youth. I just want to bring. I just had a realization, as in the mm-hmm. fact that if you look at it, it's like okay, seventies. Mm-hmm. They're fucking rocking. Okay. Yeah. Rocking Black hard. Sabbath, Iron Maiden. Yeah, all that shit. Um. Yeah. Uh, then the eighties, they're just doing the drugs, right? Like they're wanting to fucking get high, have all the fame. I don't know if living you can really it up. And then, all I'm saying, generation mm-hmm. growth itself, not as in one band itself. And then mm-hmm. the 90s, they get all fucking depressed, you know, with, uh, like, say, uh, Kurt Cobain stuff so, somewhere. Like, is that, then Kurt, we just lose music at all. Nirvana, I believe, ruined the music scene. Really? I'm not I, saying they're bad. <clears throat> I, I love their songs. But the fact is that if you look at what came after them uh, with Red Hot Chili Peppers, Green Day, uh, I'm not saying, like, it's, I'm saying, That's like, what after bands. them. It's yeah. more... It's more, it's more depressed because that's, I believe. What's your perception of what, you know, your perception of music is different than what someone else sees it. Like maybe they're hearing a depressed person sing and it gives that person hope. Whereas in like a happy person hears a depressed person singing. It's like, oh, that's. I'm not saying it's, I'm just saying that uh, it's more dark. It's not the, 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 the heavy guitars. It's not. The exi- it's not the adrenaline rushing that the eighties or the seventies, and it's yeah. not the peace loving. It's not the uh, pure bliss that music before was it. Instead, it's more. It takes a more darker tone. It takes a. I guess it reflects more of reality. Well, you're talking about like late eighties, early nineties. I'm talking about the grunge scene. Itself. Yeah, the grunge scene. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, I was a grunge person. Yeah. I, I wasn't. I, 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 I graduated in '04, so like you know, Kurt Cobain. Take like, the song. Teen Spirit. Ah, that's on the play. Yeah. Um, the song itself represents basically the basic idea of what Youth Gone Wild represents. Yeah. It's the idea of the new youth is here. Uh, they're here, and they're going to stay. But it takes a lot of darker tone with uh, Teen Spirit. It's not upbeat. It's just saying, we're here. You're going to have to deal with us. Yeah. It's not saying that we're here and we're going to enjoy it like what the generation before it is. Well, it's like you hear 80s music. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of it. Um, like, a, who is that? Duran Duran. Uh, stuff like that. Is it like Duran Duran? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Ever heard Duran Duran? I'm more of the hair metal scene. Okay. Me- well, there's like, it might have been 70s. and uh, Like, uh, it's more happy, like, mm-hmm. you know, housewife, you know, like, not to be sexist in any way. It's that. that. But Nuclear family perception. Then, yeah, whereas it was uh, acceptable, or they accepted it more because uh-huh. it was more happy-go-lucky. And then you get the uh, Megadeth, all that shit, which is Rebellion Children. 
you know, wearing black and spikes well, and shit. Each new generation is a rebellion of the last. The the Beatles or the whole hippie scene was rebelling against the whole nuclear family of the fifties that was enforced on the youth. Well, the the Beatles were a boy band until yeah, yeah. they started drop, dropping yeah. acid and shit. Maybe that wasn't the best example. But the whole rock and roll scene was a rebellion on the or not the rock and roll maybe Free Love. The hippie scene, the free love scene. Yeah. That was more of a Jim rebellion. Started. Yeah. Not that was more of a rebellion of what the fifties had really imposed what the the whole ideal American. George uh, you know, so good, Elvis, all that shit, fifties, sixties, is that about that? I, I'm talking way more of the music right now. I'm talking about oh. um the whole idea of the perfect American, the government, because, you know, back then it was the Cold War, Red Scare. It was the whole idea that everyone had to be perfect. There was so much pressure put on the youth. They were told to dress a certain way. They were told to act a certain way. They had no free will. And the hippie, and the hippies came around. That was an entire rebellion of that. Look at now, though. I mean, it, I, you know, I'm always like, every year I'm like, what the fuck? Our world is going to hell. I've been doing that for the past 15 mm-hmm. years. 20 years since high school, I'm always like, what the hell is going on? We're destroying the world. And I, you know, the more I look into history, I'm just like, the same shit's been happening over and over. It's just in a different perspective, in a different light. Like, uh, for instance, the whole Cold War, uh, looking for, you know, or when we was looking for communism, we, we all hated communists and all this crap. And it's just mm-hmm. like, there's always something to scare Americans into becoming, uh, nost- uh, uh, I guess, nostalgic about what, the past was and what it still could be. Yeah. If you see what I'm saying, like I get what you're saying, but I feel like it's off topic, and it, and I don't want to get too off topic. topic. I'm just my topic was saying that the whole '60s uh, hippie scene was a rebellion against society itself. Then you get later on. Um, crap, I can't think of what comes after the hippie scene. The punks, the punks, the punks oh, come yeah, around. Yeah. Uh, instead of love, it's more self-independence it's we are us i see punk music as more of like accepting that it was minimalism uh, uh i'm stupid and mm-hmm. i still party in a, in a weird way of saying it but like you know uh the ramones which uh-huh. uh, then there's the sex pistols yeah. and then we got uh right um let's see uh here's a good way to put it the hippie scene was a society they were free love to get they're all together but the punk scene was, um, how do I say this? Was independence at its best. It was, we're not going to take anyone's shit. It's, we will do what we want. It's, it was anarchy. It was anarchy while the hippies really wanted a society of freedom. While the the punks wanted no society. And viewed that the society itself... But the fact that all fucking wore leather jackets had spiked hair was the fact they are society, which goes against the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think, really, the whole punk scene, I love, don't even know, I love the Ramones, sex, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, but I really honestly think there's someone walked to a bar drunk as fuck one day, but there's people playing guitar, mm-hmm. and just started screaming. And they're like, holy shit, and CB, what is it, the CBGB or whatever that one fucking bar is? I don't know a lot uh, about the punk scene, so yeah. I can't really say much about it. I but I do know what the punk scene created. The punk scene created this minimalist music. It created uh, this point to where hair bands really stepped. Because mm-hmm. if you watch The Dirt, uh, it clearly... Yeah. yeah. If you watch The Dirt, Malik, uh, Nicky Six says it himself. The the punks are doing the minimum. 
we're going to go on the exact opposite because each new generation of music is a rebellion against the last and until you get to the 90s, I believe. Um, so he's just trying to do one. He's trying to do what the opposite of the better. previous. He's trying to do one better than the one the previous. So, um, have you ever seen Tommy and uh, Pamela's Born? I have not. Yeah. I looked it up, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. Uh, my friend has the actual VHS of it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I looked up Pornhub. It wasn't there. Huh? Pornhub. Oh, yeah, it's not going to be on Pornhub, probably. He has all rights to it. Does he? They're on a pontoon boat, I believe. He has the rights to it? Like, he, oh, he sells it? It's his dick. Like, it was just, like, a homemade video. Like, no, but I thought it was, like, a personal video. I thought he tried to take it down. But he, like, what do you mean? As in, he has the rights to it. As in, he my, distributes it? My friend it? has a... He d- has the copyright. My, my friend... Someone does, because my friend has a VHS that says... So, if he did Tommy sell it... Well, I feel like that's from the black market. I feel still like he's not making... Tom, Tommy himself is not making any money off of that. I'm pretty sure there's some wall stating that if it's my dick, I get the money. I think he has the rights, but the problem is I don't think he's publishing it. Instead we need to of, get man, a phone sexist. and look this up. What? I don't think he's publishing it. Tommy's a crazy guy, but I don't think he's publishing it. I think he's trying to use his copyright power to stop people from publishing it because I think it was a private matter. Whereas, like, okay, Harry He's Banks. not even married to Pamela Anderson. No, no, they were just together, like, once uh, again, those, uh... They were married for a bit, weren't they? Well, they were probably married, but yeah. marriage is nothing nowadays, like... Yeah. There's a, what you call, a, like, a, a celebrity marriage, which is, like, they just have to be married for three years, and then it's over with. It's just for publicity, yeah. you know? But, but uh... I, uh hair bands. Hair bands. Are all right. They're awesome. I um, love some of them. Punk influenced uh, what you would call talent, and they're doing the bare minimum. Uh-huh. And then... Because if you ever look at the Ramones, they're just... Oh, they're, yeah. They're going... Yeah. Well, the Ramones, like, a. Oh yeah, I, I should know. Got my cord. Anyways, uh, I had uh, what do you call it? Uh, that doesn't work. No, I'm trying to think of uh, I had this old documentary and it's about the uh, it's a seaport. There's a plug in right there. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so or behind me if you if 80s, you want to use that one. Eddie's talent, punk, very little. It was the minimal band. I don't know if it was just outdoing punk. Yeah, they were just trying to outdo punk, but I feel like that doesn't go against what they were. That that's more of the talent of the scene. So, Maybe it, are you trying to connect that, with more of the feeling of it? Per I'm se? trying to say what they were trying to go for, like what they wanted to do for society, how they wanted to abuse society. My honest opinion is that they just fucking wanted money, and for the hairbands, yes, yes. But I believe the punks were just a bunch of. They didn't care about it. There were a bunch of young kids who picked up guitar and said, hey, I can play one chord. I'm going to be in a band. Yeah, 20, 20, 20, 20 years ago. I want to be a status. Uh, like That's I, all it is right there. You know what I mean? Strong. I played, uh, I think it's called Blitzkrieg Bach yeah. by the Ramones. Yeah. Yeah. Can you? I don't think we can do it because we're recording. It'll get taken down. Oh, really? Yeah, they do. It's... Anytime oh, you play someone else's music, they'll either take you down or sue Just you. Just play a different tone. No, no, no. Oh, no, you, oh, you wanted me to play on this. Yeah. Oh, which one was it? Uh, What's for your part? What did you say you could play? No, I played on guitar, and it was just two chords. Oh, uh, yeah, that's simplicity. You think about the simplicity. Okay, simplicity can be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, as in uh, a rose with no thorns, as in a rose with thorns. Yeah. You know? And with music, it's the same thing where the feeling of... Uh, for instance, I feel like grunge was 
a sad person singing, uh, you know, singing, expressing himself, uh-huh. reaching people, whereas, like, you kind of put it as, like, it was just sad. Whereas... And I, I, I was just saying it was more depressed than the previous. I was... Yeah. I believe what it, they were trying to do is they were trying to just show it was okay. I just like, think he's okay. on heroin high as fuck. I'm yeah. just like... Shh. It was more of that... What's What do you call it? That nihilism... Not maybe not not maybe nihilism. To where I'm depressed. I'm not sure if anything matters, but I don't care. I'm gonna cry about it. I'm gonna cry yeah. about it, but I don't care. That's one thing I didn't like about it because I don't like you know whiners and shit. Like yeah. it's uh. For I, instance, don't, I don't feel like it was that. I feel like he was saying, "I'm here. I don't like this, but I'm gonna go through it until he didn't." Well, no, uh, that's fucking Courtney Love. Huh? That was Courtney Love. Courtney Love killed a character by anyone. What? Courtney Love. He was divorcing Courtney Love, okay? I don't, I don't know enough about I, I got, I gotta say this. No, this... I've read all, like, a few things. He was divorcing her, even her own dad, which is a roadie for, uh, I think, Grateful Dead or some shit. He's like, if Kurt left her, she got nothing. If he died, she got everything. And the suicide note went from one handwriting to a totally different one. It went from him saying how she hated Courtney to how he wanted her to have everything for Francis, his daughter. And, uh, then... He was on so much heroin, even at the amount that he was able to do mm-hmm. on a daily basis, the amount that was in him, he would not have any motor skills. Yeah. So tell me, how does he put a shotgun in his mouth and pull the trigger? I don't know. Right. See, I, I didn't... He wasn't I'll, that sad. I'll have, to get back, I'll have to get back to you on that one, because I don't know enough about it. He just it. got with a crazy girl. Uh, I don't but, know uh, enough about it to get, debate it. Uh, oh, I'm not debating on that. She killed him. Oh, even on that. It's not a seaport. Um, is it? She went through a good mind. But, um, whereas in like, okay, you go to 90s from after grunge, which is no, like no, no, no. Blonde Melon. Wait, no, the grunge was in the 90s. It was the it was early, early 90s. 90s. Yeah. Oh, no, we, we still haven't talked about the 80s. We went to the 70s, but the 80s, like I said, was the, the, the 60s and the 70s were full of social movements. They wanted what they wanted, and the, the people, the kids in the 80s just didn't give a shit. They wanted to party. They wanted to enjoy their youth. They didn't care about anything around them. It, unlike the punks who wanted a anarchist or a free kind of non-existent no, society. No, well, I would say that they, more likely they didn't want authority. They didn't want authority. They didn't want authority while the hippies more wanted a communal communal authority. You know what I mean? Commune. Yeah, commune. They wanted a commune. Um... And then we get to the 80s kids who just didn't give a shit. Like, okay, I don't care about the hippies. I don't care about the punks. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Self-worshipping. Self-worship. That defines the 80s. Okay, yeah. Because look at the glamour, the hair. That's like I said, that Cinderella album I had. Like, I liked them. They're talented, but... You can't tell if they're guys because they're in so much makeup. They're guys and girls. Uh, You can't tell if they're a guy or a girl. And I was like, at at my young age, I grew up, you know, graduated 04. Back then, it was just like, Muggle, you know. Mm-hmm. Our uncles and stuff would be like, oh, you know, boys shouldn't dress like that. And so, like, it gave me this off put, although I don't feel like that now. You know, like, yeah. boys can dress however they want. But, uh, it, it's just like, they try too hard. That's what they were so going much for, yeah. talent. So much talent trying to wait. There was so much talent in the 80s. You had okay. great, some of the greatest musicians of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the drummer from, from, uh, Rush, Neil Peart. Oh, okay, Rush, yeah, yeah. We didn't even talk about. Rush. Uh, but 
Rush was something that progressive rock was a small scene. I'm not going to discuss it because it wasn't fitting in with the norm. It was a small scene that kind of just carried on and no one bothered it. Like 90% all music nowadays. But anyway, like, um, okay, so hair bands. Hair bands. Once again. Um, are you, what Rush. Are you, what are you writing down? Then, who was it? Uh, when did Kiss come into all this shit? Uh, I want to say 80s? mid 70s. Mid 70s. Because oh, I, I had like a love job. I believe what other ones. I um, believe they kind of ex- um, inspired the hair bands. I agree. But not completely because they were kind of fake. They were they were stage. They show. were show. Yeah, they were just, they were for just show. stage show. Yeah. And then you look at the hair bands who were just kids. Like I'm gonna put on a big ass fucking wig. I'm gonna go out there with my guitar or my drum or my bass. Or, or, it wasn't really their wig. That was just their hair. I think they just teased maybe, okay. up. But I mean, like. My mom used to feather my hair back when I was. I don't know. know. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Nitro, the band, Freight, the the video for Freight Train? The guy has hair, like out to here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's got to be a wig. They get the tight pants on, like leopard print. Yeah, I got up leopard shirt print with their, with their chest hair hanging out. Front. That's how I represent the eighties. I got. I think they just converse. thought they looked cool. And I just don't think it. No, honestly, bro. there's no way they thought they were. Cool. I don't know, Mama. I don't thinks know, they man. look hot, man. I don't, I don't know. know. You look the at older sh- ladies love them. And like, then now they have the hair bands now where they do the covers and they do the throwback. Steel Panther. Have, uh, do you guys know Steel Panther? Uh, no, I know uh, like I the Velcro Pygmies or like um, Hot Licks. And then my like mom a bunch goes of, and watches the Velcro Pygmies. Yeah, because they go down here and they go to the, um, I think the uh, sound room or something the, like Didn't that. the lead singer like drown or whatever? I have no idea. Oh, They're okay. just like a, like a local, I don't even think it's a local band. Yeah. I think they go like, you know. I'm not in uh, Steel Panther. They're a modern glam band. Like they, they have the wigs because they're, they're actually uh the guy, the they um, were town. They were in, they're the same age as the people that were playing in the eighties, but they, they never. They own. They're their own music. But they wrote, they're their own music. They're but not doing no covers. They're okay. not doing any covers. Uh, they're all in their fifties. The youngest person is thirty. Um, so I guess they're all in their fifties, but that's not the point. They're all older people. Um, I think the two founding members were alive during the eighties. Were, were they playing during that time? Um, Michael Starr, who is the lead singer, I think played in L.A. Guns. Okay, because th- if you think about it, like, the older you get, the harder is it, the, your, your mind is already developed. Uh-huh. And to his, they're not going to get any better. They're, they're at their, their peak. They can only, you know I what I mean? I don't know about that, man. Because I, they're all in their 50s right now. Maybe they're not getting any better, as in musical playing. They reach a point, and then... But I still feel like... They'll get, they'll get dementia before they ever, you know, sell, like, a gold album or something. They got a gold album. They do? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, they're fine. They're wildly successful, but that what I'm saying is they're a revival. Right now, I feel like, okay, well, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. We still haven't got to the 90s. Let's finally no, it's a revival, though, like, like you're saying. But I want to talk about that later. Um, 90s as in the 90s. grunge early. We're talking about the grunge phase first because okay. you have to talk about the grunge at first before okay. you get to the post-grunge. Because... It's like late, late eighties, early nineties grunge era. Um, because I'm pretty sure Nirvana honest, formed in. He 80. died in ninety four. Because I was actually able to go to a concert in ninety. You you went to Nirvana ninety three. I didn't know who he was. I was like probably, I think twelve maybe. Yeah. No, no, no. I was like thirteen, fourteen maybe. I haven't been to many concerts. I've only oh, been to dude, two. I've been to shitloads, bro. Like that's the one thing I can say. Like I took advantage of my young years and I did everything I possibly could fucking do and have yeah. fun. Where like, Where did you live when you were? Younger, me? Yeah. Uh, around here. Really? 
But I'd go to Fayetteville, and I'd go to Chicago. Like, I went to... Uh, you know Megadeth's playing in uh, Rogers in August? Uh, next uh, next year? I'll take you, but it's not like one I would pick. I'd be more no. for Modest Mouse. They've also got Lamb of God. Uh, I'm telling you, man. I'm not saying you'd take it. I was just yeah. saying. I'll, I'll, I respect them, and I'd like to go, because, I mean, like I said, I had Megadeth yeah. when I was younger. But I'm I, I, I've uh, evolved in music, as in, like I was saying, like, uh, Tool Maynard is my god. Like, he... Uh, uh-huh. He's the only one that's drug free, and when did Tool found? I don't actually know that. When they found? Yeah, when they found it, was it? Oh shit, uh, man, I had Lateralis or uh, because I was listening to Schism back in fucking, dude, I guarantee the nineties. Like, he was a roadie for a while. Yeah. And uh, a perfect circle was more political. Came after, but he was actually in Green Jelly or what, Green Jello or Green Jelly. We were never gonna get to cry. <laughs> Listen, so. You know that song, Three Little Pigs, Let Me In, Let Me In. There's a song called Green Jello. They had to change it to Green Jelly because of copyright issues. Maynard was the little, uh, the pig, Let Me In, Let Me In, or some bullshit like that. That's mm-hmm. his first band. And then he has Pussifier, Pear Circle. Yeah, they right. formed in a uh, Yeah, and then actually uh, Manson, Trent, Maynard, and someone else all tried to make a super band. I think Trent tried to rip everybody off. Like, still yeah. Because he quit doing heroin and he stopped after he quit doing heroin. But, now... Back to the the what the nineties brought on there with grunge. Um, you already explained grunge. It's sad, and we're telling. But I want to now. I want to explain why they went that way. The the turn of the nineties. Soviet Union falls. The Cold War is officially over, and now we're looking at things, kind of <laughs> thinking we didn't do the right thing for a lot of the things. The Vietnam War wasn't right. Um, we have all these people singing about how the world, we have all the hair bands self-worshipping. And then you get the, the, the 90s grunge bands who kind of realize this. They kind of realize the... the mm, I don't think grunge was that in-depth. I honestly believe heroin was just awesome at that point, And they were fucking high and they're like, oh, mom, maybe do dishes. Like, I'm sad, you know. That's maybe, what, maybe. That's like emo. I'm not you know, a like, big like, grunge buff. I used to be because I like Nirvana and there's a few other ones. Do you, do you want to explain what you perceive grunge you know, as? Like hipsters grunge? Too. Grunge is like uh, poor kids that kind of wanted to play guitar and were decent at it and got a contract out of it. They, I don't think they had really anything inspired besides they were kind of depressed and like, I don't think they were trying to inspire or de inspire anything. I don't think they were trying to do anything. They were just playing music because it was an art. Grunge is probably the last honest art form as a generation. Like, I don't know. Because like, now we're after grunge. We're post-grunge. And you have these amazing bands. Foo Fighters. Right? And, and guess what? Foo Fighters, Dave Roll is from Nirvana. Yep. Which originally, he, you know, he started from there. And he is, and, you know, was inspired from one of the original bands. Whereas, like, bands nowadays are a job where they hire people that are the best at whatever, and they no one writes their own music anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's hard to find someone. Like, the guy from Counting Crows, like I said, he's amazing lyric, lyrics because he writes his own shit. He's um, like, he, he, he makes it beautiful. I don't, I don't. Do you know The Who? Yeah. No, no, not the, the 70s Who. I'm talking about the Mongolian heavy metal band, The Who. I have no fucking clue, but I guess I'm going to look that shit up. <laughs> I went to a concert of theirs uh, like last year. Amazing. I didn't understand a single fucking word they said because it was all in Mongolian. 
Oh, dude, that's most concerts. I'm so drunk or fucked up. Yeah, I probably don't know what's going on anyhow. But they're original. There's nothing ever been before like them, because they are this. They use traditional Mongolian instruments. Like they have, they don't use guitars. Yeah. This guy has a big ass Mongolian fiddle, has two strings, and he uses a bow. And at the bottom, the bow, he's just going yeah. up and down. It's amazing. See, that's what I want to make. Uh, I like to say band and new instruments. Like I say, I'm influenced towards like banjos and harmonicas mm-hmm. and stuff. More of like a organic, like you know, hillbillies made that shit out in the woods. Like imagine, uh, what's that thing where you fucking do the little wander hand goes, fucking like sound and shit. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of its name, but it I know it's the E or some bullshit. Uh, e E-O. I want to make new instruments. Like uh, imagine a flute. That has a fucking one string on it where you can play off of it or some shit. Like a fucking violin. Different things. Make new instruments. I don't think it's that it's make new instruments. I think it's use old instruments in a new way. And that's what the Who is. They're using traditional Mongolian instruments that are thousands of years old and using them for heavy metal. They're using a traditional Mongolian throat singing for heavy metal. And it sounds perfect. So this is probably some dudes from... Over all there, that, that just seen a Megadeth video, and I was like, oh shit, and they try to like mock it, and then he's just like, damn, this is awesome, they start making it, so it's really the, uh, what we call the, the, uh, oh, uh, the glorification of American music inspired traditional instruments being used in such a manner. I don't know. Here, I would play them if I could. I'll show you them later. Yeah. Um, it's... If I can't understand it, I'm probably not going to listen to it again, like... That's why I don't listen to half of the mumble rappers nowadays. Like, yeah, I understand. They've got, they sound great. Um, Josh Gambino? I, like I, don't, I don't like any rappers. Really? Come I don't on. listen to any rappers. I like Josh Gambino, and then uh, I like Kanye West. The only rapper I can name is Eminem. Eminem? That's the only one. Ah, he's all right. Oh, he's pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, uh, NWA, you don't remember when NWA started? I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, I forgot you. I can't Dude. say their full name, but like, uh, yeah. you know, especially with all this stuff. You see, you on. forget that I'm like, because you talk at an intellectual level to me that uh-huh. I'm like with all my other friends. That's why I forget that you're so much younger than me. You were like what, sixteen when I was born? Dude, I don't, I don't remember honestly. I'm thirty four, maybe thirty five. I'm eighteen, so yeah, that's math. And uh, we're talking about music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally yeah. different subjects. Yeah, exactly. We don't exactly. have to do the math. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. I'm a whole couple generations different than you. Yeah. Your generation is who I blame for the decline of the world at this moment. It's you. And I blame yours. Blame mine. The baby. Wait, are you millennial or what generation? Yeah, I'm a millennial, but. Yeah, I blame it, yours. Like, this is how, okay. The baby boomers, we're still picking up all their bullshit, you know. Yeah, you know what? If you really want to look at it, those fuckers. What did they do? They went to Vietnam, created war, did war crimes. They come back home, buy all the houses. Don't leave any houses for the rest of us. What the fuck? And then not only that, but they cover all the hardwood floors up with linoleum. Like, how fucking stupid are you? Like, you realize that, like, all homes from that era have linoleum in them? Is like, that cover? the ceiling stuff? No, like, the floor. They cover hardwood floors with, like, uh-huh. this, uh, like, linoleum. It's a cover. I don't know. I don't blame them for that kind of stuff. Like, I don't blame them for best those in the, in, the, in the walls. Because back then, that was something cheap. And they thought it was harmless. So that's something we would still make the mistake of doing today. So I'm not going to blame him for that. That's just like y'all's freaking 5G towers right now. 5G's going to be fine. I'm, I promise. They said that about lead paint, leaded gas, uh, 
Well, that's a little different because those are chemicals. Um, they said that about uh, 90% of all medicine. Um, medicine. Think about it. Low, we, here we right, we're getting off. We're gonna, we're gonna, this is for another topic. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get out. Where were we? The Who. We were at The Who. The Who Mongolian band. The, um, there's a difference between being... They're not the glorification of American. They're not... They don't sound they're like any American metal, right? Yeah, but it's not like heavy metal as in you think. There's no electric guitar. There's because they didn't have that. They adapted to what they had. If you want to talk to about mimic glorified American nation bands, you got to look at Alien Weaponry. They're a Maori band. The only thing Maori about them is the language. Yeah. They use electric guitars. They use bass. They use drums. Um, but then we get to the Who. The only thing heavy about them, the only thing heavy metal about them is the way they sound. Their songs are about... It, it, it's more like folklore. Their songs are about Genghis Khan. It's about the Mongolian mythology. Yeah. It's about those kind of things. It's got nothing to do with the West. Wait, no. Yeah, the West. It has nothing to do with the, the West. It's all about them. There's They don't ever bring up America. They don't... But the sound is what I was saying. Like Even the sound, I would say, they, is They had American. to have seen or heard some type of heavy metal to... Have a similar sound to it. Just using I'm really gonna have to show you because there there's something different than everyone else. Okay, until I can see it, we'll have to press. Do you on. have earphones? I'll give you the earphones in my car, probably. Okay, but then, uh, then later, I'll I'll show it to you before we you leave. Point is, they're very different from what everyone else is. They're not Americanized. The only like they're heavy, but as in heavy as in they're fast, they're hard. But it, I think it goes into their culture because Mongolia. Their whole culture. They talk quick, do they not? Like it's a very I don't know about that. Oh. I don't know about that. But the, it's that whole warrior culture. Most of Mongolian, like you say, like uh, it's Genghis Khan. That is their basically the godfather of their country. Yeah. Um, I've never researched that country too much. I I, I find it interesting. I'm American. I'm proud to be American. <laughs> Just embarrassing my government. Um, I like looking at. I I like learning about the history of countries. Like I watch like ten minute short videos. Things like that. I want to look up ones that are not our allies, because then I got to worry. Yeah. You know, um, you know go to Oversimplified. Huh? They, Oversimplified? It's called, it's channeled. It, they oversimplify a few things. Um, Is that for, like, slow people trying to call it down? No, it, I use it myself. Oh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But, uh, where was I? Uh, the Who, which we're moving on until I can hear it. Um, yeah, you forget The Who. 90s, grunge, grunge, and then... We're at the 2000s. We're at... Well, no, we still got, like, uh, the one-hit wonders, which is, like, uh, the wallflowers. No, I was a 90s kid, okay? I grew up in the 90s, and, like, but the question uh, is, Blind you... Melon, all that shit. All, like, everything. But do you think they affected the music scene? Oh, fuck yes, they did. Every music generation has affected... Okay, for instance, when... Uh... But I mean more about, more than sound. Like... Yeah, they focus more mm-hmm. on lyrics, per se, and... I don't know how to explain this. I like the 90s music. Not all of it, but... I think you're nostalgia. Uh, jumper. Yeah, it is It is nostalgia. But I remember, uh, what was that? Uh, Columbia House, where you... Uh, if you promise to buy one CD, they give you six free CDs for free. Mm-hmm. Well, I had like four different addresses and like ten different names. So like, I had a huge CD collection when I was younger. And these people yeah, were I stupid. Saw, I saw that on the Goldbergs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I did it all through the 90s. My first album was like, I had Tupac, uh, All Eyes on Me, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Then uh, I had uh, some Bob Seger. Um, anyways, I had a bunch of 
random music. Yeah. But they would give you that. And that right there, that was our first... Uh, what did they, they ever catch you, though? They, they would catch on to names. That's what I'm saying. I had, like, 10 different names. I would use one address, so like... No re- re- you never got caught for anything? Nothing ever bad there, happened to no, you? There's no legal binding thing. There, it's just, like, how you do this. If you promise to do this, you know... And I'm underage, first of all. They're giving explicit CDs to an underage kid without checking. Come on, that's wrong. And So, really, this was just... You taking what you rightfully deserve and for them As being an idiot. Y'all, your generation has the internet. I didn't. I, didn't, I had a yeah. Nokia phone. That wasn't even a flip phone. They didn't flip back in my day. Yeah, I know. They just Nokia had buttons is. on them. It's become a meme. Yeah, yeah. being indestructible. I had those. Yeah. I left one. No shit. This is a true story. I swear on my life. Uh-huh. I stormed back in like uh, 2001. I left it. Or probably 2000. Like in the back of my friend's truck. I didn't mean to. All week we was out of school because I stormed. He comes back. And the last place I remember having is this truck. I was looking. It's in the bed of a truck, covered in ice. I break the ice off. No shit. I exaggerate. I don't care if you believe it or not. Break it off and turn the sun bitch on. It still lights up and works and everything. That phone lasted for a long time. Yeah. But it's those, you know, uh, they were heavy. They didn't have a lot of different parts. They were just simple machines. Yeah. This has. So the Columbia Recording House was my okay, Spotify, we're gonna to, we're gonna, my. Uh, you're going to. Where we were talking about music. Yeah, like my, um, I guess my Spotify or my YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I got music. Because I live in the country. We did, We had like yeah. two channels or something. So I had a Walkman. You ever heard of a Walkman CD player? Yeah. yeah well, I know like, the cassette one, but. I... Yeah, well, I had the CD player with headphones. Uh-huh. And I remember sitting on the bench that my grandpa and my mm-hmm. dad made and listened to Tupac for the first time. I've never actually listened to it. You haven't? No, I have not. Oh, really? The, you're depriving yourself of such a good, you know, rap was like, uh, I believe inspired it's by like blues and all that. I, like, I don't have any negative opinions of Tupac. I don't think there's anything bad about me. I've mm. just never listened to it. Like, well, it's, it's just never. I, I may have, because he's a big artist. I've probably listened to one of his songs and never knew it. Yeah, well. Can you name one of his songs? All Eyes on Me, I just said. Um, all Eyes on Me? Yeah. Dear Mama. Dear Mama. That's, yeah. I like any I may song. Have listened to him, but it's not ringing any bells. You know, Biggie is. Who? Biggie. No. Biggie Smalls. Dude, you gotta understand. Puff Daddy. I, I can only name one rap artist. Okay, you're gonna have to. If you're gonna have knowledge about music, you have to know about all music. Like, you know, like just it's like I didn't like math mm-hmm. too much, but I did it. You know. You gotta, I don't know. You know, you see, I it's just that music. it's rap is too new. It's only been through a few phases. No, no, it's I mean, it's, it's like from blues. Like it is from back. Like it, blues is what I believe inspired all rap. Like you go from like, you know, because it is like a, it's it's more of a black culture thing. Like until I'm not about that. Um, because they're they're talking about shooting each other, like gangs selling drugs, and I just can't. What really. Because what? And what was the blues about? No, no, no. Blues is suffrage. It's, it's not. No, okay. The genres ain't what. What it's about? So it's suffers. just the, the sound. It's it's the it's melody, the, the tone. You see, it doesn't have to be about a specific subject or you know. Suffrage, a, a certain kind of uh, incident. But you see, the reason I've never gotten rap is because I don't know where to start with it. Because what? Why I'm so far so into music is so much into rock, uh, is because there's a clear link between. Blues, old class rock and roll, and it just keeps on evolving. 
And then here comes Raph, somewhere in this chain, which I have nowhere in this chain is. And it just isn't interest me. It's just... It's, I just... NWI? Yeah, yeah. Um, but what, it just isn't interest me because, for one, I don't like a lot of the modern stuff. So there's only, like, maybe a few good generations I could listen to. What did um, your dad listen to, for instance? What does my dad listen to? Yeah. I already told him, man. Nickelback. Oh, yeah. Nickelback Shinedown. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, so we're we're listening to someone talk about music that was influenced early on by like such crappy bands. Yeah. So can we even take your perception of music and take? No, it no. You see, honestly? here's the weird thing. Growing up, he oh, didn't even listen God. to that stuff. I don't know. Like whenever I got into high school, he sounds like a dick when he tries to make a joke. To me? Him. See, I was telling him earlier when I joke and when I tell the I got truth. The joke. I sounds, got the joke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hope you did. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I got the joke. You're a dick. <laughs> wow. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just I think kidding. Grandpa. You know, Grandpa Kenny. Always my uncle. Yeah, but my he's my grandpa. But I think he's probably affected my music taste a lot more. Because I've, I've come here, they were playing ACDC, they were playing Bob Seger, uh, Hank Williams Jr., all and that then shit. My dad, you know, I can't even recall music being on in the house. When growing mm-hmm. up, I can't think of any time music was ever on. I think your dad, like, honestly, he's a simple person, as huh. in, like, I don't think he thought much past what he was going to do at work. You know? I don't want to talk about that, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was blaring my my Valentine. Like, Corn, Pantera. Uh, corn? Alice in Chains. Yeah. Yes. Pantera? Yeah, I get hard. Yeah. I, I listened to Corn for a little bit. But Follow the Leader was, like, the main... I can get into new metal, Slipknot. man. Slipknot, I will give them credit for... Um, Where do they even fit in? Into this whole chain? Slipknot? No, new metal. New metal, yeah. Uh, like, where are they? Late, maybe late nineties, early two thousands, or maybe two thousands. They were after post grunge, yeah, yeah. Which is where we should be talking about right now. Yeah, but uh, I just gotta say one thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I don't like Slipknot. The drummer's awesome. Uh, I put them in the same category as um, uh, was it, uh, totally slipped my mind. They suck, so it doesn't matter anyhow. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's out of the blue. So, 90s, one person I gotta bring up, Presidents of the United States of America, favorite Canadian band. They, uh, they're fucking badass. They can No, the Presidents of the United States of America. They're a Canadian band. They sing, uh, She's a Warm, She's a Warm. Oh. It's 90s. Uh, I can't think of it. Or, I don't know it. I like their whole album, that's Solid Red. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Up until two years ago, I don't know that I ever listened to. Um, the The movie The Dirt sent me down this huge rabbit hole. Your realization of what you actually enjoyed. It's like the first time I tried sushi, I was like, oh, gosh, guys. I never had sushi. Oh, fuck. It's like probably the... I don't... Like I said, oh, yeah. Molly Cruz all right, but like, you know, like... Well, see, the, the, the Dirt sent me down this huge rabbit hole of music. Two years ago... Or The Doors. I couldn't... I couldn't probably name... A musician. Like, you could say... Like, a single musician. I couldn't name a single one. Like, I couldn't name the guitarist of any band. I couldn't name anything. And then, thanks to The Dirt, I went down this huge rabbit hole for the 80s. I started listening to Molly Crew. I got to a point where I could sing every single word of every single one of the songs. And I mean, all... Yeah. All, well, all 106... I'm glad they brought music into your life, because that'd be a very sad life to not have any music. Yeah, and then I got... And then... From them, I discovered bands like Cinderella, Rat, 
wasp, then I get into the heavier stuff. I'll have some of that shown vinyl if you want it. What? Uh, like, uh, I think I saw the Cinderella. I know a rat had uh, one of those, I think. Ooh, which one? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care. Oh, what, 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 no, what's the... Uh, <laughs> what, what's the... Which... I think it's gray and black. Gray and black. And the name rat is on top. I don't know. Um, I never pay attention to it. Like, this is with my, like... Uh, gray and black. Uh, is, like, that all there is? Or is there, like, a picture there? There's a picture there. Okay. Like, um, my Rush album. Like, it's with all my Rush albums, too. Which yeah, I like Rush. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Is it... Like, there's a woman in front, there's a window in the back. At this point, you're honestly just saying stuff for no reason, because I don't remember. You don't remember any of it? Dude, I barely remember how old I am, to the extent of <laughs> okay. what an it's album like looked like. Pack. <laughs> Actually, I think I do. I did have that, too. Yeah. Rat, I love rat. Um, <laughs> and then from there, I, s- I discovered heavier bands. Like, um... What, you yeah. like rat? I like rat, yeah. They sold out on that Geico commercial, like... Just don't see there's a rat in there. Oh, yeah, I saw the new... I don't know. They kind of dipped off the world after 2013. They're back. I don't care. We need to get to my shit, like... Okay, wait, we're at the 90s, right? Yeah, we're still in the 90s. Talk away. So, uh, we're getting into, like, uh, where Maynard, uh, you know, with, like, Tool... Mm-hmm. For this, he's you know he's probably yeah, I think he's done like a green jelly, green jelly, whatever they had. Um, perfect circle. Perfect circle is yeah, after tool. Like, yeah, but exactly. It, well, but now they coincide. But they're they're more so. political. Maynard is my god. Like I've said before, he does it drug free. Trent Reznor is my god on drug because after with teeth, he he's the one person I wish would relapse because heroin made him a badass fucking rider mm-hmm. and everything. Like when he OD'd, like I was telling you, uh, uh, over in France, or whatever. I guess he got scared, got clean, and he was in the Wood Tea tour. That was the last out, or he's writing Wood Tea or some shit like that. That's the last album he wrote on heroin. And after that, it all fucking sucks. So, Maynard, if you ever hear this, not Maynard, but Trent, if you ever hear this, please relapse. <laughs> Very unhealthy habit. I, I don't care. He's one person that should be high at all times for the music, sake of music. You know, listen to the Downward Spiral, listen to Wood Tea, listen to all of his old shit. Uh, and then. That's what makes good music, though. You know? Listen to his new shit. I don't know about yeah. that. Um, yeah. Black Sabbath, their first album, was completely sober. They didn't. I'm not they, sober. Ozzy I mean, has like not a ever been sober. Are you talking about with the? I'm talking with the band, Black Sabbath. Their first album, it wasn't inspired by drugs because they couldn't afford drugs. They were like just a bunch of broke British kids. Dude, I was a junkie for like or a long bank. time, and I couldn't afford shit. But yeah, I think they're they're British kids in the seventies. They they don't have Mexico near them. They don't have a play they don't there's not a country them near them that smuggles drug you gotta think they're europeans where are they gonna get this unlimited Amsterdam. Well, well, that, that, yes that's still i don't know if it was illegal back then all i'm saying is that drugs have influenced music greatly but i'm saying it didn't influence the first album maynard we don't really know that that's an opinion yeah i mean they really complicated they got high together and they're like oh, that's just so damn bro like, we knew when the Beatles started doing drugs, saw, they completely changed. Um, Black Sabbath, I didn't see any change in them, really. Like, they were, like, they Black were Sabbath, bit, and then they just kind of got, looked like they were hung over for a few days, and then, like, they're Black Sabbath. But, whereas, like, the Beatles went from, like, boy band to, these motherfuckers are wearing dresses and wearing dancing and shit. Colored uniforms. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Although, the Beatles are... They were, like, like, like the Lady Gaga of, like... Music, yeah. They were yeah. changing every with every season. Yeah, they were just like... Once again, like, inspiration. Elvis was the Lady Gaga of his. And then, <laughs> think about it. No, people hated him because he was all like... Elton John was around when... No, no. Elton like, John came later. He oh, was God. straight like... Uh, 
like thrusting his cock, you know, doing this shit. Dads didn't like that motherfucker. George yeah. Thorogood, which I think uh, uh, Elvis and George Thorogood traveled together on. I don't know who that guy is. You don't know who George Thorogood is? You gotta remember, man. All of my music knowledge is only one year old. I'm gonna give you a list of music to listen to. Uh, Uncle Kenny listens to George Thorogood for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll give uh, you have a, a record player? I do not. Let's get one. I have one that huh. needs a needle. Invest in one now. I have uh-huh. a George Thorogood. Uh, but, uh,. Then you're not even that old to be like having a bunch of vinyls, like for real. I collected vinyl. I mean, that's like, awesome. I think vinyl's cool. I mean, hey, I thought you were gonna be like. Thomas Lee Ween. Some I have so, to give him some. See, okay. I, after I sold all my like specialty ones, like I don't want them anymore. It's oh, like, that's fucked up. It's like you know, like like when my dog Jaeger died. I don't want another dog now. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I sold all my favorite ones because. What happened to the record? What, what happened to the vinyl? Collecting the vinyl. Um, I was a junkie for a long time, and, uh, I had You mean getting rid of your comics? No. <laughs> no, comics, I'm a bigger comic nerd, I guess, than... No, what actually your know what happened... name is Kal-El, isn't it? His middle name is kal It's Phoenix O'Ryan kal Okay, so his name is Phoenix. Yeah. I was like, I was thinking, wait a minute. I call him Kal because, him hey, that's my name for him, you know? But, uh... No, uh, my record players, like, the needles kept getting broke, and, uh, I had three different ones, because I had one that transferred a vinyl to, uh, an MP3 or whatever. Yeah. yeah I, I, I like the sound. I have no idea which one it is. See, the thing is, I'm the newer generation. I probably couldn't appreciate vinyl as much as you could. You could. I do. I love the sound of it. The um, sound of it. Imagine having, like, I wanted one of those ones that had the horns, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you ever, like, take one of those little things and turn it and goes, Well, what I'm saying is, I've been spoiled by Spotify. I'm used to having... Instant. I'm gonna give you some vinyl, and you're gonna put a needle on this vinyl player, and and, and then uh, for a week I don't want you to fucking listen to anything but vinyl. Mm-hmm. Get rid of your and uh, tell me that the the, the, the raw vinyl. sound of it. I'm not saying yeah. that it doesn't sound better. It probably has way better audio quality than my. But I'm just saying they probably don't have better just audio. Putting quality. it in, you know what I'm saying? Like it's putting it on, changing it out. I don't know. Put it's, it back in the case. It's whatever. just that Spotify. I get on Spotify. I have. Tons of playlists. Like uh, I have different tons of playlists. What was it? The simplification of your life, as in like Imagine me. I had to like I had to do this right here, mm-hmm. or take a CD and do this, or whatever. Yeah, or, your playlist or you're like was a library. Imagine like your your stock of. And CDs. that's another thing with vinyl is that there's some good albums with you know a lot of good songs, and then there's some bad albums with, like, one good, with one good song. See, but if you listen to them over and over again, yeah, you won't like a song the first time you hear it. But yeah. once you hear it, and have that CD, like, over and over again, that's the whole no, that's great thing about buying. Yeah, that's how it was when you just went and bought a, an album. Because you got you, that. That's you what you got. You played it so yeah. much that you ended up loving those songs that, you, you know, weren't weren't really, But still, know, that one you big. heard the first time, he's like, gosh, like, the Bloodhound Gang. Uh, you ever heard of the Bloodhound Gang? No. Oh, shit. First time mm-hmm. I heard Jimmy Pop, like, fucking... Uh, what was it? Um, three point one four. Uh, Vagina. That one song. Uh, I need an anyway. Um, <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, I fucking love this band. Yeah. And the rest of the album was is alright, and I ended up liking it all. Mm-hmm. But there's still that one song I was like. So anytime I listen to an album, the ones I like the most, and the other ones are like ah, I'm like okay, that's the best ones because the what is it? The new being neutralized to music. That's why I asked you what your dad listened to. You know because. Whatever you grew up listening to can inspire your environment and what you like as a music. It's 
Like, what's the chance you're born in the rock religion? What's the chance you're born with parents that listen to cool music? Uh, yeah. You know? Well, I mean, That's I, don't, I, love I would love music. to dive into that topic enough time because, you know, I change religion. Yeah. Yeah. So I we'll, change religion, too. Yeah. I would love to dive in that topic another time, but we're still on music. I mean, I'm self-taught, like, or like, you know, I, I, I learned to have this admiration for music on my own. Yeah. Uh, rather than getting it from my parents or, or whatever. Um, but I mean, I love all types of genres, but the, here recently I've been getting into, uh, I guess, what they call psychedelic, like indie or psychedelic rock or whatever. I don't even know. More but electronic shit. I guess like, yeah, yeah. That's Like that's... that reggae. I think that's like trying to instant release those dopamine and serotonin, you know? I, I really, just, I didn't even know the genre. Someone just pointed it out to me and I was like, no, no. And then we had like, had a bet and we wheeled it. And it's like, yeah, psychedelic rock slash like folk music. I don't even know, but yeah. You See, know raves and shit, psychedelic. That's, I hated techno. Hated oh, techno. Pink Floyd. I don't think we mentioned that's Pink not Floyd. techno. No, I'm no. just saying, they, they I mean, this is going back. This uh, is going back, but we never, no one mentioned though. Pink Floyd. At all, and yeah, I mean, I, I, like we were talking about the mainstream. Yeah, Pink Floyd, they were big, they're yeah. big, but I don't think they're mainstream. They're a yeah. cult classic. They're a cult uh, classic. Mainstream, cult classic. Pink? Oh no, they're more British, I guess, or whatever. Uh, no, the Wall Man, the Wall influenced the, the world. Man. Pink Floyd, oh, the, the song, the the, yeah. the the movie, the, the the album. Like what I'm saying is, I had a plaque that said they're really like the Blue Oyster Cult. Man, that one really wasn't my. They're Blue Oyster, but I like Blue Oyster Cult. Everyone knows Blue Oyster Cult. Don't say anything bad about Blue Oyster. I'm not saying anything bad, but hey, they're not. Been... They never got the. They could be wrong too. They no. never got the popularity as some bands like Metallica, because uh, they never Metallica. sold out. So they no. never got the huge popularity that those bands had. Well, the thing is, is everyone has the same. I don't know. I think everyone's heard. able to get to the same audience as everybody else. It's just, are you really that good, or do you, are you only good to a few people? Yeah. It's like. For instance, sushi. I love sushi. You may not. I don't know. Okay. I've never tried. Some people will only <laughs> like certain things because it's only that good. You only reach a certain amount of people, you know, because some people may not like harmonicas. But I mean? now with, uh, you know, the internet and YouTube, I think the internet Spotify. is a great thing. Um, because SoundCloud. No, no it's a good thing. No, because because of the internet. Imagine if the internet didn't. Uh, you didn't can reach other people's perspectives, other people's interests. And Without the internet, would I would have never discovered Molly Crew, and I would have never discovered Cinderella, which would have never let me down to this whole huge rabbit hole of bands. I would have never started watching documentaries. Not as soon. Okay. Ever, because, yeah, ever because what I nice. rely on for so much music knowledge is documentaries on VHS. You don't understand it's his the way generation, you learn. though. No, too. it's how he learns. He's he's not like his generation. I think no, it's how he not. learns. No, he's not. Like, we're like, you know, like, uh, we talk about the passion of the past. It's a visual age. But it definitely wouldn't be a like, peer pressure thing in, like, because of reading. his generation, though. So he had to do that on his own. And see, there's a lot more free will in my generation because you can look at anything you want. There's just less judgment. Not as, you don't have as much free will. It's just... I guess, yeah, yeah. If they find out you look at that stuff, then yes. But there's a lot more security when within my generation because you can go online, you can look at whatever you want. They know how to operate it better. Where they can no, just delete it. It's yeah. going head up. Sixty minutes will be. Oh, yeah. So there, you can pause it and then add another one to it. Okay. Like you can stop it. Don't stop right now. But uh, like you can add multiple sections. Like, no, yeah, you told me not to. Shows. I want to. <laughs> I can just stop it. So you can stop right now. I was right now. To do you a can conclusion. if you want, and then we'll do another one. How about, yeah, uh, but if, it, if you got to this point in it, apparently you're very fucking bored. You're very fucking bored. Yeah, no, honestly. Well, 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 yeah. Uh, 
Honestly, I don't know how anyone could stand 50 Of us rambling, talking about music? I, what was one clear point? I think the longest we had a conversation, a very good Was that Nickelback sucked? No, I mean, like, the longest we had a conversation, like an on, on, honest conversation was the evolution of music. And we only got to the 80s before we completely... Because you love the 80s for some fucking reason. It's when you should, the fucking 80s. When you should be... Stop worrying about the fucking hairspray, not hairspray, whatever, and worry about fucking Maynard, the one true god of all music. Oh my god, he's he, so fucking hot. He oh is. God. I would suck his dick. Like, I'm not gay, uh, but god. Pearl Jam. That's Pearl punk. Jam? Pearl Jam? What? No, 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 I'm sorry. That's. No. Uh, I always get them confused with Sex Pistols for some reason. Like, that's what I was saying. No, I said Sex Pistols. Yeah, I don't cool. know why. I love. Like, there's right. a lot of music that I have forgot about, you know? Four like, minutes. Like, I had several playlists. And then uh-huh. I've lost my Google account and lost that one. And just like, you it know, pisses me off. Almost, I, I, th- I ain't going to admit it because I pretty well <laughs> this. But one time I lost this uh, 250. Like thing. the Beatles is usually about on CDs. 250 CDs in uh-huh. one thing. Like I've been collecting them since Columbia House. Uh-huh. And someone took them. And I thought this one person took them. So I slashed tires. Uh, I don't know if they ever did, but. Is this on the podcast? Are you still recording? Yeah. We got. Okay, four minutes okay. left. No, three minutes. Okay, uh, let's just... No, sorry. I want to hear the story, Michael. I anyway, that, that much music. Uh-huh. I don't know where I was going now. Like, I no, got... Like, I slashed someone's tires. No, you slashed someone's fucking tires. Yeah, they stole my fucking music, but I don't know where I was going with that because I ended up, I thought about it and I got really mad yeah, about... Because I collected that. Yeah. Um, Point is you don't have Bands. Oh, yeah, you just talk about your playlist. Like, if mm-hmm. I had that, I could show you all the greatest bands in the world. Out there. Well, The Doors, Jim Morrison, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. See, that's... I feel like after you hit the 2000s, even if it, we didn't go digital, I just feel like music just didn't become as big. There was no bands that ever became as big as Nirvana after Nirvana died. Well, well yeah, some, because it's easy access. It's everyone can be an artist. It's a bunch of underground music It's like now. everyone's yeah. a fucking reality star yeah. now. Well, everyone is a fucking musician. No. Music, the music industry is not as big as it used to be. Me- if that's be- maybe because the it's internet. not as profitable, it's probably because the internet is that what you're saying? And it's not as big as a deal. And because well, you're like, only looking at hair bands, bro. No, no, I'm talking about like modern bands. Think of a good modern band. I'm telling you, like uh, in the last ten years, bring back the hair bands, bro. Yeah. Um, one of the best, one of the best concerts I've been to. Top Pop is one of the modern bands I like. But the question is, will they ever get as big as when it's ACDC? Will they ever get as big? As any of those older bands. No, because your generation diluted music with the internet. I still don't think that's it. I still corona. think it's... I, I blame Corona. There's a thousand I bands compared to a hundred bands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to end on that one. Mm-hmm. We're going to start a new one. Okay. <laughs> Hi, my name is Michael, and you're listening to When I Realize You're a Racist Podcast. And I'm Matthew. And today we'll be indulging on the concept of perception. Uh... Start off, like, uh, perception, it's perceived differently between me and you. Uh, the way you look at something, the way I look at something, a person, group, whatever it is, uh, your life experiences have altered how you see things. Uh, either your grasp and rational and logical thinking of being able to use your perception, or it can be hindering to you in the extent of that it make you see things incorrectly. Yeah. Um, perception, I can't say the word. Perception. Perception, I don't know. Perception is 
a very tricky topic because the topic itself is viewing of one, about one, one's own views of the world. And it changes from person to person. So the word itself is hard to find, as it does talk about one's own perception of reality. Um, it can, perception is changed from one person just through millions of other factors, such as environment, uh, genetics, uh, events. Just the smallest thing can change one's own perception of reality. And those small little events, and the, or everything else leading up to it, defines who we are and how we see at that moment at that moment yeah yeah like the mind translates uh visual i can't talk now visualizations and um feelings uh due to like past experiences um and what your body does is it uses all that past experience to perceive i guess somewhat what you say like an edu an educated guess uh, mm -hmm. like for instance when a, this girl walked to her room she's wearing a red shirt Mm -hmm. Right, and my high school teacher that I admired, she always wore a red shirt. I instantly get a positive feeling from that, just from that, even though there's no scientific or reasoning that it's that can make that person. Yeah, it's the association more than it's an assumption because she wore a red shirt. She wore a red shirt. They're both good people because I knew she was. But, it's that uh, familiarity. Yeah, yeah, and that that can misguide you um, for uh, the fact that uh, the correlation between them. There's no direct effect making. And, that person good, like yeah. I said. Um, which is another thing we want to talk about, nostalgia. Yeah, yeah which nostalgia. Which nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, and, again, affects your perception. Nostalgia can highly affect uh, perception, then, if you think about it, because the nostalgia is, like, releasing all the chemicals in your brain. Like, it's that familiarity, man. You can smell things, mm -hmm. taste things, hear things. It's almost like a, a good PTSD, I guess you'd say. Like, where you... Visualizing you live that moment, mm -hmm. type thing. That's how I do nostalgia. Like I remember, that, like with the I get you. Sisma down. I always smell it's way too low water creek when I hear mesmerizer hypnotize. Like yeah. it's just. <clears throat> but as far as like uh, the whole, so the mind gives me a feeling based off. There's no supporting evidence. Yeah. Um, now, if that shirt was red, maybe had a logo of a charity or something. I could use that as somewhat of an assumption that she could be a good person because that. Mm -hmm. But how do I know that shirt is really hers, yeah. or she got that from that charity, or so that, that she's not just wearing it to make her look better. exactly, which and make her even shittier. No, not just, your actions don't define who you are. Like, like I said, don't judge people for what they've done, mm -hmm. but for who they are. So people all want to be accepted, but yeah, it, it it's a narcissistic tendency yeah. in a way to and how she wants to be perceived, which is negative. It's another thing I told you when we talked that one day. Uh, how you, how the me that you view is not the me that I view. Yeah. We all view each other differently, and there's basically an endless number of you because each person that views you is creating their own image of you. Oh yeah, and it changes from moment to moment. Mm -hmm. uh, now, supporting information to reflect uh, multiple assumptions is what your brain is doing. It's assuming that. The way the person holds themselves, the way they walked in, the way they talk, even the dialect, um, small things like that, such as grammar, uh, knowing they're educated, they're not educated, you, your mind automatically starts going, hey, 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 this, 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 that, this is how I'm going to perceive this person. Mm -hmm. It gives you a visual, you visualize it in your head, you perceive that person, and the thing is that that can easily misguide and allow you to have poor judgment in others, mm -hmm. uh, which is... 
something that a lot of people tend to have. And I think when you have poor judgment in others, it's because you don't perceive yourself correctly. Yeah. Uh, if you have good perception, uh, I think you'll see yourself in a better light. You're the only person that will know yourself truer than anybody else. Because only that energy has lived that whole experience, so therefore you can yeah. know it more than anybody else. You kn- you've been with yourself more than anyone else. Yeah, so your perception will be closer than anybody else. Yeah. But I don't know. Because there's that saying that just because you've known someone for 10 years doesn't mean you should value them more with someone who you enjoy your time more than you've known someone with one year. But that goes into the fact of, um, let's say, the, the butterfly feelings. When you first meet someone, you fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can love anybody. Yeah. You can honestly love anyone. It's the butterfly feelings. It's a release of serotonin dopamine. And they say, like, from what I've read, like, about a year, a year and a half or so, mm-hmm. that chemical starts wearing down in your yeah. brain and you start to lose that type of like where before you would have drove two hours to go see this person now it's like I'll wait a week to see them you know yeah. and it's because your perception changes too. you see them more you become more used to them uh, things such as that and so that wasn't what entirely what I was talking about I was talking about how even if you've known this person for a short amount of time but you probably know them better than another person you've known for longer because You've, you're interested in them more. May it be because chemical imbalances, similarities, or not even chemical imbalance, but just that chemical effect you talk about that they're new, so you want to get to know them more. Yeah. But it's also due to their personality, you know? They're open, They're more open. So, it's... What I'm trying to point out say is, just because you've been with yourself all your life doesn't mean necessarily that you know yourself the best. Yeah. Because there's always those people who see you and then, and then there's those there's always those people that see you and have probably a better idea of who you are than you. Yeah, it was like some people don't realize their uh, their personality. Yeah. Some people are annoying. So, some people are not self aware at all. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I think poor perception comes in. Yeah. Uh, which not everyone will see their true self, like we mm-hmm. said. But uh, you know, and I think a good perception. Uh, I believe people that were like. Uh, that lived through stressful, traumatic childhoods, uh, high tension, stuff like that. Like, when they walk into a room, they can sense. Uh, they have a better ability to pick up or perceive things. Yeah. Uh, maybe not in a positive way so much as a negative. Uh, More of an awareness. Yeah, for instance, I may walk into a room, and I may see a group of liars and just dishonest people is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And you walk in, you may see a group of happy-go-lucky people, but... What I'm looking at is how they're holding their hands, mm-hmm. how they're not making eye contact. Looking at the uh, small details. Yeah, and whereas you may be picking up on the clothes they're wearing, how their hair is done, different things. We all look at different factors. Our brain picks up different things to perceive uh, people. Um, now, and there's also people that are just they're just naturally good at perception. Like you know, uh, I've always been pretty good at reading people, but yeah. we all make mistakes and we misread people. Due to blindness, I guess you'd say, where yeah. it comes to that whole newness thing. The whole newness, or yeah. the whole uh, nostalgia. How you how you said that person would be wearing a red shirt, and you associated with that teacher you like. Nostalgia and it releases all this. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I mean, I just graduated high graduated high school, you know. So all that whole social awareness, uh, peer pressures, and things like that, it's still pretty new to me. Yeah. Though I don't think I was really affected by it a lot. 
Well, some people are not as affected by things as someone are like, yeah. my psych, uh, psychologist, like, I think you have PTSD. And I was like, I don't think I do. Yeah. Because from what I read about, it's debilitating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how I relive moments and stuff like that, just I don't want it to affect me. And I may not have an extent that other people have. But, you know, but it's also, I mean, all the things affect me. It's, uh, like, what changed my life, honestly, was I was reading a comic. I think it's called Dead Man or something. And this Dead guy man. died. And this angel brought him back, and he had to, like, help people cross over, and they're on this roller coaster, and this mm-hmm. guy's like, I just want to go, he's like, I just want to die, he's like, I just want to cross over, and he's like, why me, why me? And angel looks at him, he's like, you ever thought about saying, why not me? And when that happened, my mind was like, whoa, I was like, why not me? I was like, you know, this shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen to somebody. I'm not special. You know? Uh, so the perception of how I seen myself in that moment was a lot different. I was more accepting of, like, to have what this negative thing is to come at me and to just deal with it instead mm-hmm. of cry about it. Um, and <clears throat> when you gain a better perception of yourself, I believe you're able to, uh, say, uh, when your perception, you're more self-aware, more logical, more rational, general perception, mm-hmm. you can perceive others better. Therefore, I think... You're also more able to forgive yourself better because you can see how you may have affected something. For instance, like, if I would have never opened that door, that person would have never came in. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I opened the door for someone at the bank route. But I feel like that's a trick at a perception because... It, it, it is, it is, but your mind... Just because you... Okay. You're saying you see people better, but is that the way you're seeing them and that they want you to see them better? Is it just the mirage of you taking more details, smaller details, and compiling them no, more rational, more logical. More, not okay. based off emotions, more than, like, actual logic. Whereas, like, you know, I guess I'm like a... But are you saying, it like, you're getting a better picture of who they are? But, or do you think it's you're getting a picture of who you think they are based on you? It's always of who I think they are based yeah. off me. I yeah. Uh, there's no way I'll ever be able to per- actually perceive that person. Perceive who they are. My own life experience will always... But through my life experiences, it's been like, this happened, this happened, this happened, you know? I fucked up here, I did good here. Mm-hmm. I misjudged this person. And from those, well, this person was like that. So because this person's acting that way now, yeah. I'm not going to chance that. So my perception has gained, like, skills as in, like, simple mathematics on how to figure out not to be fooled again. Yeah. Isn't you're not always right. Uh, no one is ever, like, completely right. But, uh, like, the first feeling, like, you get from someone, I call it like a bond. Mm-hmm. It's, like, either good, bad, or empty. Like, uh, I don't really know. Um... And this right here may, it's a, I think it's a direct influence um, just off your, like your gut. Like, everyone produces energy. Mm-hmm. I believe like God has a magnet, a positive, pulls positive, negative pulls positive, or negative pulls negative, so on. So when I think positive, I'll be pulled towards positive things. Therefore, when I... So, if I feel like their energy is positive, mm-hmm. I have a better grasp of, like, letting myself go towards positive energy instead of negative. And that's where the vibe comes in. I, it's, there's not, I don't know any signs behind it. It's just, mm-hmm. like, it's a feeling. You know? I, I've, heard, I've heard things about it, and I can't really remember, because it's not really a subject I look into a lot. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. It's that, it's kind of like, you think positively... And you'll see more positive things when you're thinking positively because that's the view you have. Yeah. Um, 
So like there's little a red car, you see more red cars. Yeah. If you think about a blue car, you see more blue cars. Yeah. It's just that thought. It doesn't... Things may not be actually be there may not actually be more blue cars than say a red car, yeah. but you're looking for the blue cars, so you think there's out. more yeah. blue cars. Your perception, you're yeah. able to perceive them or pick them up better, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't really. It's not that you're getting better. Do you think it's that because you think more positively that life is going better, or that you're seeing the better in your life that was already there? Both. I mean, Both. Because yeah. for instance, like. When I was in drug addiction, uh-huh. negative shit always happened. You know, violence, drugs, I mean, all that crap is all negative. And I thought negatively, so all I thought about was getting high, mm-hmm. which is a negative thing. Okay. When I got sober, I thought positive. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I wasn't thinking about going, shooting up some dope. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about working the next day, which is a positive thing. It influenced my life positively. Now I'm becoming a general manager of a company within mm-hmm. three years. All positive things. Like, one day I decided to wake up and smile instead of being in a pissy mood because I've been in a bad mood all week. I get out of my car, $100 bill went around. Coincidence complete. You know what I mean? That's just complete. But positive, it just felt. Yeah, at the time, I perceived that moment, even though I know logically it had no correlation. You know what I mean? But it's just, yeah, I think when you think good, you allow your things to only do good things. Mm-hmm. You allow those good things to affect you more. Yeah, exactly. And then you, you feed off of them and positive things, positive things, positive things. It's just things. a snowball effect, yeah. yeah. It just keeps yeah. on rolling, rolling, and gets It's not like here. creating it, per yeah. se, but it's allowing you to take a better path. Yeah. Um, now. It's just allowing you to hold on to those positive things a little bit better. Yeah. And well, those, and they build up and you start and appreciating more positive, more. There's more positive options off that one positive action. Mm-hmm. So it, it can build in that way. So, now the thing is, uh, I believe one thing is second-guessing yourself. Your perception of yourself is mm-hmm. low self-esteem, low self-worth. So, you're always like, like first of all, I started uh, framing Bill Dex stuff. I was like, this is easy. Like, anyone can do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I've done special. Although people said I was a hard worker. Which I knew was a hard worker, but you know, I never thought I was like a really hard worker. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, this is not that hard. So I always second guess myself. Oh, anyone can do this. This ain't that hard. Things like that. I always gave myself doubt and no worth. Whereas when I started, stop, I stopped second guessing myself because one day I was looking and the best people in the state, mm-hmm. I'm doing just as good as them, but not better. You know? And I'm like, well, like, it's easy to me because I'm good at it. Yeah. So my perception changed that moment of having more self worth and more confidence, and all of that, which gives me a better ability, I believe, to judge others, too. Like, I'm more open. Uh, at this point, I'm, I'm more forgiving of myself for what I've done and what I might do. I look at options differently. So all my perception of how I do things mm-hmm. is changing with as simple as trying to put simplicity of perception, like, being able to control control it in a way almost almost like controlling but like it's just when I look at something I'm like okay I can do this or this play the tape before I do that I just put off shit and whatever happened but now I'm kind of putting what I would call science in a perception way it's not really you know what I mean but it's a sort of science I guess you know with all it's steps it's steps may not be very advanced but you know even the first tools were just sticks that they would put at the end and use force to 
lift up. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah those little levers that, because you get more force pushing at the end of the stick than you do in, like, the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Which are all stepping tools. And so I believe once you yeah. stop saying yes, or even just, let's say, give yourself more self-worth mm-hmm. and um, things such as that, if you don't do that, if you're always saying yes yourself, you may not even realize it, but, you know, it becomes overwhelming and traumatizing mm-hmm. to an extent. You may not know why it's existing and why this overwhelmness is taking you because you don't realize what you're doing is wrong. You don't realize saying yes yourself all the time is a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Negativity, negativity. And but, your perception is overlooking. You're blind to the, to the fact that you're doing this. I mean, you know it's not good to do yeah. it. But, but you here's don't. the thing. Um, sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no. Go yeah, ahead. But I believe there is a healthy amount of second guessing. There is to a point where you have yeah, to second guess yourself. Yeah, don't talk about like, like a point of like having low self-worth and like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah. Like some want... people never second guess themselves and that's the unself-aware part we were yeah, talking about that's earlier. just not very smart people. Yeah. Like, you're talking about second guessing as in being logical and mm-hmm. like measuring twice instead of just measuring once. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and <laughs> no, I'm also talking about just self-worth as well. Because there's some people with huge egos that never second guess themselves. Um, there's this fact I can't remember the name of. Uh, the story behind this effect, it was named after a guy who robbed a bank. Uh, I think he was nude or something. Yeah. And he was, he did complete. he didn't wear a mask. He didn't wear anything. Uh, he goes in the bank, says, give me all your money. He gets the money. He smiles and waves at the camera. So, of course, the cops come and catch him the yeah. uh, next few days. Yeah. And he's like, how the hell do you find me? It's like, I was wearing the juice. And the cops were so fucking baffled about what he was talking about. He's like, I was wearing lemon juice. You shouldn't have been able to see him on the camera. Because lemon juice, uh, if you use lemon juice as like an ink, it's invisible until you light it. Yeah. So his idea was that if I wear lemon juice, they can't see me because I'll be invisible. Because if you put it on paper, it's invisible. I can't remember the yeah, this no, whole effect. I, was, I can see what you're saying, but th- that's just, a, that's a... This is a... Uh, yeah. And they named this effect after him. And the effect is that if you... There's a percent... Okay, there's how much you know. Say it's a box. There's the box of this one subject. There's how much you know, and there's how much you think you don't know. Yeah. Um, this this guy, he thought he knew everything. So he thought the box was really small. Hit, and his knowledge of the box was really small. So whatever he thought was just right. So he thought that he was a master of the subject. But then, say there's someone who's a professional. Say, like, um, I'm a rookie musician, Okay. Yeah. Um, I, because of this fact, I know that the box is much bigger than the scale I have right now. Yeah. And then there's someone who's has the right idea of how big the box really is, and the box, and how good they are, and how big the box, their skill it, and how um how much better they can become. Yeah. It's pretty much the same. Like I said, though, uh, how much better they can become mm-hmm. instead of what they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's what they don't know, or how much better they can become. Um. That's how big the box is. The total amount of potential there is. Yeah. And this guy, and that's not ego. That's uh, knowing where you are. But the, the but the fact is that is thinking the box is small and thinking your knowledge is bigger. Yeah. Than, I, I don't understand. Yeah. That, yeah. Like well, that's like I've always said. Like uh, I used to think like well, being humble is the right way, but then it's like nobility. It's like knowing where you're at, mm-hmm. knowing what you know. But the thing is actually knowing where you're at, actually knowing what you know, mm-hmm. and you can look and like, okay, well, like I said, like, I'm the best in the state for what I do, mm-hmm. and that's because I know I am, 
I haven't seen anyone that builds decks as good as I do in this state. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying the whole U.S. Yeah. I'm just saying in the state so far, I've not met anyone that's as good as I am. I can tell you. So, <laughs> but it's it's just like that's where I'm not saying like like in that concept it would be like well, I'm the best in the whole world. Yeah, you know, which I I think it's always to have a so a healthy amount of knowing that you, see to even what you don't know, like the saying, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Um. You always have to accept the possibility there is something you don't know that you, there's something you don't know that you know. Yeah. Um, What's being able to accept mistakes you because that's how you. I believe how the greatest scientific achievements have ever been made. Isaac Newton realized that there's something that he didn't know that no one else knew, and that was gravity. He was yeah. trying to figure out why this apple fell, or that's actually a myth, but it's yeah uh, the whole, the whole thing is a myth. But he invented gravity because he there was something. He kept it in an open mind and realized he didn't know what he didn't know. And yeah. that and that idea right there helped him realize something that no one else knew. Yeah. It's the idea that you don't know what you don't know and you try to figure it out. I don't know. I'm not explaining this. Do you get what I'm trying no, to say? No, I totally... I, I know what you're saying. I, I really do. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't feel like I'm putting in the best words, though. Well, if they don't understand, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they um, don't know what I don't know. But, yeah, it, 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 having a healthy amount of knowing mm-hmm. what you know. Like I was saying, like, I, like, in retrospect, like, I know I'm here. Mm-hmm. There's people here. I'm not grasping over and think I'm better than them. Yeah. Because that's just narcissistic. I know where I'm at. Some people will say I'm a narcissist because it's, I say I'm better than someone else. No, yeah. it's just because I've seen what they, they do. Yeah. You know, well, that, I could base it off that. That's not what the box is itself. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I know you you're... You gotta, you gotta pen so I can represent this a little bit better. The papers. Okay. But, Basically, is <clears throat> imagine a huge square. And put your skill level in that square, or however, fill it up with how much you think it is. Put a yeah. smaller square in it to where you think you are. Yeah. Um, a knowledgeable person will say the squares are very big, and there's their square maybe fills seventy five percent of that square. Um, another person who doesn't know as probably half of what they know, only thinks that there's maybe twenty five percent of the box that left. When in fact they're not even filling up the box that the other person has. Yeah, yeah. But like in the concept, like uh, maybe, like I say, like I, I kept thinking like anyone can do this. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy, but yet they don't realize that. Hey, you know, I, I, I instantly realize my place. Mm-hmm. Like there, in my in my way, how I see it really is, I guess, it's not really narcissist, but like I thought there was so much more to learn, mm-hmm. but yet there wasn't. But do you but think that's the there trick? is still there? But I still know that I have so much to learn though. But my, my level of, like, where I thought I was at, I was actually better. And that's where, like, I had bad perception of myself, second-guessing myself, um, having low self-worth. You are putting yourself under what you Yeah, yeah, worked. exactly. And that's you were what, thinking your skill was much smaller than the box really is. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, with uh, with perception, if, if you're able not to do that, uh, and just kind of trust a little, you know, the voice in your head, shit like that, um, don't deflect uh, anything that you do, even breathing is valuable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I just like to say that. Anyhow, but uh, there's some stuff that is easier for the majority and some is difficult for even a small few. Um, now, sometimes you'll make an excuse to manipulate your perception. Uh, and this is, subconsciously, you might be doing this. And this is like where mental illness yeah. like came into affecting your perception. Absolutely. Uh, Chemical imbalances, whatever Chemical it is. Chemical imbalances, drugs, yeah. uh, trauma, anything like that. Can can fuck up your perception. And uh, 
and my whole thing is like it's just we're all gonna fuck up we're all gonna perceive people wrong mm-hmm. and you gotta be able to accept that move on from it learn from it and well like we we're talking about I don't think you can perceive anyone right because yeah no 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 you not you'll never be able to do that yeah but you can have a better grasp and rational logical thinking of how they are yeah um now, one thing is, like, outside influence, like we was kind of talking about earlier, mm-hmm. uh, it, it can definitely twist your perception into a negative thing. Uh, so you want to be careful with what you obtain. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing about getting good perception is being able to, like, earlier I was saying, like, well, this person did this. Mm-hmm. This person is same actions as this person, so I, I'm not going to trust that, per se. Or this person's doing, you know, or vice versa, however it is, it's like, I'll base it off other paths, but I'll have one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. and it'll be like 10 out of 10 instead of two out of two. Yeah. So the scale gets better as time goes. So my perception gets better. So it's harder, I think, for younger people to have a better perception of themselves than a wise. Like, I think maybe wisdom is having a damn good perception. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, because how you view everything. Yeah. Of being I, more open-minded. I say this a lot, but I like to put the things in spectrums because I don't think there's a line. I don't think there's, like, you know, in video games, it's like, oh, you leveled up, so you're instantly better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I don't think life is that simple. I think it's no. It's a huge three-dimensional circle with tons of multi-factors determining where you are. I don't think there's just, you are the best. I think there's, no. you fill out different parts yeah, of the yeah. circle. Because one person may be better at this subject and this broad thing, but you're better at this. Yeah. Just little things. But you, the majority, you may have four out of five. Yeah. And, and then it's it's not even that. Say um, you're here, someone's here in this three-dimensional circle. The qu- this person is a little bit better. He's like a little bit, he's more focused in this one section. Like say yeah. he's got better math skills. His entire thing is points, he's got tons of points in math. And here you are, just a little bit off from him, not the same. Uh, you're good at math as well, but you also point into other things. And the way the brain works is, our schools never teach you this, is that just because you're bad at one subject doesn't mean you are you won't be able to get another subject. That's why I don't like comic board too much. I don't, I don't like the way our school does and a lot of our teachings. I believe, I think after elementary school, we should really start specializing in the kids themselves. Well, it's like, uh, I, there's this old things like trying to tell a fish to climb a tree. Uh, yeah, I, Einstein said that. Um, yeah. Tell a tree to, tell a fish to climb a tree and you think you're stupid. Yeah. It, it's, it's just a specialized, specialization of someone's unique skills. Yeah. What was I going with this? Uh, maybe something about perception. Perception, <laughs> anyway. It's the perception of self-worth. Yeah. Just because you think... You're better than someone at something else. They may have a certain like a. You're good, there's just, there's good always going to be someone better. That's, that's I, mean, I don't think it's a, better. I think it's it, to an extent. I don't think there's not a percentage word as the best. Well, they'll get percentage wise though. <clears throat> say say that like okay because mm-hmm. this skill set and this skill set and this skill set make you the best because there's only four, right? Yeah, but. You don't know the fourth one very well, but this one has three two, but he's better at this than you. You know what yeah. I mean? But you're a little better than this. So I mean, it's like you kind of—he's better than you because he's better at this than you. Yeah. But as the whole thing in one, like you're saying, it would come to a spectrum. You know, like like yeah. everything added up together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the word spectrum is kind of 
cringy nowadays because of ways some people use the word spectrum, like genders yeah. on a spectrum yeah, yeah, yeah. or things like that. I use it in um, a more, I guess in the same way, but for different things. Yeah. Like when there's a, like a color thing, like when change colors on a game or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I yeah. kind of get at when I think of Spectrum. Something I wrote down is, uh, yeah. uh, like with your perception, uh, like you need to grasp your own beauty mm-hmm. before you can appreciate the beauty around you. Okay? Uh, so once you have your perception under, uh, you're viewing the world better, uh-huh. uh, you can honestly see where a person stands, uh, but like we said earlier, you know, no one's ever going to see you for your true self. Yes. You'll have to accept things you may have had a negative impact on. Uh, you'll have to forgive yourself, uh, change your perception. Once you forgive yourself, your perception changes about you a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, and in that, it's like you just need to look at your actions and how they could possibly influence a bad outcome and refrain from doing anything. Always try to keep a positive change on others' perception and how they act towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, it's like if I try to control my perception as in I want you to think I'm nice, Yeah, you're going to be nicer to me. Positive, positive. Yeah. If I'm a dick, you're more you're more likely to be negative. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now. More likely, but that's not absolute. Not an absolute. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. is no absolute. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and because it's like how you acted uh, may have made them perceive a certain way. Yeah. And that's your fault for that change of perception. Now, once it's like a part of like your kind of like a daily routine. Uh, you make the best and the truest that you possibly can, and I think that you're able to consistently do so, um, you'll mainly have good vibes. Uh, yeah. You'll never, like, completely, uh, you know, alter another's perception because of the environmental factors and past yeah. moments causing, you know, the influence and all that shit. But, um, yet you can find comfort knowing that the best influence out there is that absolute best image at that moment. I get you. Know? you. I get you. Uh, was that everything? No. Uh, well, that's, I mean, it's like a really, like I said, it was simplifying life to the point of trying to control your perception mm-hmm. in a positive light helps you perceive the world in a more beautiful way. Oh, you know what? That's so stop saying, why me? And start mm-hmm. chanting, like, why not me? That's a very interesting uh, idea of controlling your perspective. Can you actually do that, though? I think you can influence, influence, it. influence but there's yeah. never control over it because perception is... It's affected by everything. Yeah, influence. You're only one factor in your own perspective, perception. Uh, and yeah, influence would be definitely more proper in that situation. Yeah. I just, uh, in the end part, it's just like, uh, I was trying to grasp at like, you know, I thought control was more uh, affirmative. Yeah, it but, was more. But influence is, yeah, It's, yeah. it was just a drag. Yeah. yeah, I get you. But, um, no, it, it, perception is so important to me. It changed my life and, the first time my perception changed was when I did shrooms. Yeah. Like, I was, like, a very, uh, well, I wasn't spoiled. I mean, I grew up, like, you know, having to split wood, whole hay, all that crap. Mm-hmm. But I was a mama's boy. I did shrooms, and I instantly felt beauty and love for so much and appreciation for things. Yeah. My perception of the world changed right then with a little bit of a chemical added to my body, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and some people, it may do negative. They may become fucking schizophrenic or some shit, you know? And do shrooms have that ability to make people schizophrenic? If you already have the gene, I guess yeah. you say, it, it's like genetic. Uh, you're not. See, so I think I actually had that 
schizophrenic gene, because if I remember right, someone in my family does have schizophrenia. It's, like, passed on from, like, mo- mother to son, I think. Yeah. And I've heard, I think I've heard someone, like, on my mother's side have schizophrenia. Uh, man, the barber's in front of me. Or is it the other side? I, I don't remember. I remember someone brought up schizophrenia, and I think as a child, I had minor schizophrenia. Well, I think all is, kids have minor with imaginary friends. I didn't have imaginary friends. I saw things. Like, I, I legitimately saw things. Um, and I think to a point in middle school, I, I would hear voices. Well, so see, I think I have voices, if not. But that's yeah. because, like, um, uh, they say I'm, like, uh, diagnosed, like, bipolar uh-huh. with, like, IED, and then, like, from extreme stress at night, I hear voices that I can't control. Yeah. It almost feels like it's trying to take over my body at some points. But I think I have a personality disorder more than anything. And I just yeah. think I'm misdiagnosed. Um, what I've heard about hearing voices, sometimes it can be due to mental illness, and sometimes it can be by, they can be created by situations in your life, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say I had an unhappy childhood, but I didn't necessarily have the happiest childhood. Yeah. My parents, they didn't, were never physical, but they didn't, they were kind of cold. My dad always worked, yeah. never really got to talk so much. Mother was always stressed out. You know, you know my mom, yeah. always stressed out, yeah. uh, prone to yelling. Um, so I developed kind of, oh, just staying by myself, you know? Yeah. I would always go to my room, staying there for hours on ends, not talking to anyone. Yeah. And as a kid... Like I said, I didn't have imaginary friends, so I didn't have that outlet. Um, so I guess later on in life, when social, you know, when you're a teenager, you become even more socially active. But I still retained the same the amount of social activity I had as a child. Yeah. So my brain, for compensating that, created voices. Yeah. To, yeah. Your mind's fucking powerful. Huh? Your mind's fucking powerful. It can do many yeah. things. So that's what I believe. Why I heard voices? Because I don't hear them anymore. Um, yeah. Because I became more socially active during high school, I I got some really good friends. It's like a coping mechanism. It's a coping mechanism, and that's yeah. it's like when a, a child something bad happens, they forget it. Mm-hmm. The, the brain drops it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a coping mechanism. And that's wild too. Imagine like some people are going around in their lives. They have they've experienced a traumatic event and they've never known. I think you still feel it some because you got like issues like you know mm-hmm. like like. Uh, Anger, anxiety. You may not know what happened. Yeah, that's what you, I mean. Like, they just you, don't know. It's like when you walk into a room. Like, I remember being a kid and walking in uh-huh. one time. And I didn't know what was happening, but I knew it was bad. Yeah. I just knew it. And I just straight turned around. Yeah. And it's just like things like that. It's like the perception of when you walk into a room. Uh, some people naturally have that better talent of doing that. That's where, like, I think energy. More people can... More people can read their energy better than others. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole world is made of fucking magnets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, anyhow, I mean, really, that's all I think I got on that. Hmm? You, know? you think we're good on this one? Yeah. Um, I don't. You got anything else to add? No, I think we really got everything. Um, um, so that'll be all. Thank you. Thank you for uh, listening.